your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. Back, I was back yesterday, but you know, not everybody listens every day. I don't know why not. And if you don't listen, you can get the podcast version of the show at wisdomnews.com slash podcast or wherever you download podcasts, just type in Lacrosse Talk PM. Subscribe, rate. What do, what do they always say? Rate, review, give it a five stars. If you don't give it five stars, then, you know, you're a jerk. <laughs> 608-785-7914. That's the talking text line. I'm going to have one of the school board member candidates, school board candidates. I always say member. It's like muscle memory. School board candidate Tim Alberts is coming on. He's one of eight people. We still have eight people. I guess I've been gone a week, so I... I never thought to double check to make sure we still have eight people running, but I guess they're going to be on the ballot anyway. And early voting started today, so you might have even voted for one of these eight or four of these eight people already. Have you? Have you done that? Early voting started today, so you can just go get it over with. Sometimes you might want to hold out, though. I think uh, I think when we did early voting for like U.S. Senate in Wisconsin, then a whole bunch of people dropped out, and then you were all, you were kind of only left with one candidate in a primary anyway. So, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes it's nice to just, if you're, I, you know what, I'm in town, I'm by City Hill, I'm just going to go vote quick. Uh, this one's probably a little easier. It's just not as much on the ballot, a couple of referendum, no, yeah, a referendum question, a couple of, like, advisory referendum questions, and then um, some statewide ones, some local ones depending on where you are, of course, school board races, question, uh, race, school board races, and of course the Wisconsin Supreme Court race. So maybe some other things, but that's that's it, I think. Um, I, I just pulled up AP, so something that I'm just not really deep diving into is the uh, Trump indictment. So if you're trying to talk about that, I guess... Uh, you come to the wrong place. Um, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> I just pulled up the, the the main page on the Associated Press website. It's a pretty, pretty long story, but um, Trump waits out grand jury as New York braces for protests. So uh, facing the possibility of criminal charges, Donald Trump waited it out in Florida today as New York braced for disruption that could Follow an indictment, Republican contenders in the 2024 race sized up the impact of prosecution could have on a campaign in which former president is a leading contender. I guess there was a bomb threat for whatever, wherever that grand jury is grand jurying, but um, I, I only saw like a tweet about that, so I didn't really, wasn't really worried. Not really something I'm worried about at this point in life and probably not something any of you need to worry about. Interesting, maybe. But it's going to be like one of those, oh, there was a boxing match some years ago where it was this guy undefeated against this, I don't know, it was it was so much hype about this boxing match. And I'm like, why are we getting hyped about a boxing match? Never before has a boxing match been interesting in the last 25 years. And then sure enough, because of the way the one boxer boxed, he, you know, he, all he did was dodge and dip and, and kind of waited out because he's just going for the, the score. He's just trying to get more points. And that's what it was. It was just a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of dodging and dipping, and then the the fight was very boring. Uh, so I feel like that's what this is going to be like. 
it's going to be a long time of nothingness before anything happens on it. That's my un, uneducated opinion about the Trump indictment. Uh, more importantly, we have a school board race. So Tim Albert's going to come on here in a couple of minutes. Uh, he's a, works as a sales manager here in town. He's got two kids at Central High School. Uh, they're both freshmen, and him and his wife both went to Central. He told me all that. Hopefully he didn't mind me saying that now, but I wanted to get that out of the way. I'll probably say that in a little bit. But um, that, uh, always when I'm talking to these school board candidates, it's always kind of a question. Um you know how how personal do we get? Do we need to get to know these people when we put them in charge of our schools, right? Like put them semi in charge of our schools, right? So I think it's fair to to understand what these people do, how they're affected. I don't think you need kids in the school district. I don't even think you need to have had kids to be a good school board member. But then, if you don't have kids or never had kids and or don't have kids in this district or never had kids in the district. Then you got to be doing some other things as well. I think you have to do the other things too, but I think there's a there's there's some amount of I I think it's a you you have a little bit more credibility I think if you have kids and then even more if they're in the district I think you can understand some things a little bit better. But man, a lot of the things that the school board is is dealing with is money. So if you just have a, a background in handling money and knowing what to do with the money and understanding where the money can come from, go. And, and how the legislature works and, and how property taxes work, then you would be better than anyone that just has kids and, and doesn't know a lot about the money. So, um, But that but that's uh, that's Tim's little quick bio. Uh, let's get to him uh, here in a minute. But first, Brad's got to do the news. If you want to shoot a text, sometimes you guys, I appreciate it. You, you shoot me a text. That's a good question to ask school board candidates a lot of times because this is the first time I'm doing this. Not, no, well, this would be the fourth time uh, just interviewing school board candidates. Um, you, you guys have a good perspective. So if you have questions that you want to throw out there for me to potentially ask school board candidate, I'd appreciate it. 608-785-7914 is the text line. All right. Welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you want to shoot me a text, you got a text for Tim Alberts, who's running for lacrosse school board. He's one of eight candidates to do this. And the goal here, Tim, as I always say, I've interviewed four of you now, is to be top four and then to really to be top three, right? Yeah, I, everybody's saying that, but I guess I'll just be happy with top four. So. Top four, but then you're going to have to come on next <laughs> next year again and do this all over if you're if you're number four. It's okay. I, I got plenty of yard signs if we have to do this again. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I guess and and I guess if you're five or six, you would have to come on. Well, you wouldn't have to, but you could come on. Uh, because you yeah. you possibly run again, but uh, I said it I said it earlier in the show. Tim Tim's a sales manager here at a company in Lacrosse. Uh, he's got two freshmen at Central. I, I, are they are they son and daughter, daughter and daughter, son and son? Um, uh, they are son. Uh, well, they're they're step siblings. So step siblings. Okay, and then uh, his yep. wife and him. They both went to Central High School. So the first thing, uh, can I give you the like the the Uncle Rico question? If if and when the 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 school district decides to consolidate, will you be really upset if Central turns into just a lacrosse high school, which maybe 10 years down the road could come to fruition? Um, uh, probably. I probably wouldn't have been playing sports if that would have happened. <laughs> I was the sixth man, so. <laughs> you would have been the eighth man then? But you, you, so you know eighth what? man, yeah, maybe tenth, maybe left out, yeah. Yeah, but then uh, your team would have been so much better, you might have like a gold ball or something 
Maybe you did anyway. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm a competitive person, but it's not always about uh, about that. So yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so you you would you would be a little sad. I always say if if my Hortonville High School disappeared, I'd be like, eh, okay, I get it. Like they had to they had to do something, but. Um, some of the things we want to talk about here, just the role of the school board, uh, the operating referendum question that's on the ballot. And, and if you went, you could have voted today on that operating uh, referendum question. Um, and um, let's see here. I always ask you guys how you're campaigning. Everyone says they're knocking on doors. I don't know if I don't know if you could knock on enough doors. Do you find that is, is that something you're doing? And it's been cold lately, so I'm sure that was fun. Um, and do you find that to be effective or, or another way to campaign more effective? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's always a good way, but you never have enough time. Um, there's a lot of houses you realize. Uh, you realize that when you're actually putting out yard signs and you're like, well, I, ha- you know, I have a lot of yard signs, but it doesn't look like a lot just because there's a lot of houses in the cross. Um, yeah, it's it's been fun getting out and talking to people. Um, it, 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 it's great that people want to get out and talk to you, too, so... Um, that's a it's a breath of fresh air when people uh, are are concerned about things that are going on uh, with inside the school district. So yeah, I feel like probably in the last five years, maybe maybe since COVID, that people have become a lot more. I guess the school, the schools, the school board has has come to the forefront of of even news or just the importance or or just something that people are paying attention to more. So is that do you feel that the same way? And have you been have you have you always paid attention to what the school board is doing, or have you just in the last couple of years? Um, I will tell you that that I probably did just last in the last few years. I mean, I had kids that obviously uh, went to grade school in the districts and stuff too, and and things were kind of moving, moving, you know, pretty simply. And, and then COVID hit, and I think probably the the biggest thing that probably had people open their ears were. Um, yeah, just uh, the talk of consolidation and and things like that started probably getting people more interested. Um, I guess you know, as you're running for school board, do you do you have like a, a definition personally of what you think a school board member's role should be? Yeah, I mean, I look at as probably any board is that they're you know they're the and and the one that the basically the role of our school board. I really think that. We have to be the liaison between the community, the teachers, um, and the kids, and really voice their opinions um, to you know to the district itself and the superintendent. I mean, I obviously you know there's there's things that the community has has issues with, and we as a school board really really need to listen to them uh, and and figure out uh, what they want, uh, what the teachers want. Um, and definitely what the children want. So, yeah, I think, you know, the biggest role of the school board is to be that, that, that I don't know, that you could say middle man, middle woman between, between the two. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, the school board, they could, you know, as a school board could probably get a little bit more uh, community involvement. You know, they can probably, you know, go out to these local groups, neighborhood groups, B2O groups, teacher groups, uh, and truly find out uh, their concerns. I think that would probably lead to a really, really strong uh, school district if we could just maybe um, get a little bit better with that. I mean, I think one of the the biggest things over this whole time is that, you know, we've lost maybe the the trust of the community, and and that's something that I don't think that we can't get back. But, 
it's it's definitely something that I would focus on uh, if I was on the board. So. Do you, you do you think the current school board has lost the trust of the community? Do you, does does that? Uh, I don't, nec- yeah, ahead, I don't necessarily think it's the active school board. I think it's just a it's it's the total. I think maybe you know the transparency and the message has been lost. Um, you know, uh, especially in the last you know referendum. I mean, I don't think I think there was just a mis- miscommunication between the two you know the groups. Um, but I definitely think it can it can you know improve. Uh, going forward. I mean, they had a lot of meetings about that high school plan and then it it was voted down. It was voted down obviously by a vast majority, 70%. Um, Do you, what would you see anything? Do you, do you see any way to do that differently? I mean, there's a different referendum question on now and I don't, you know, I don't think we've done anything total that much different to inform the public about this. There are meetings. Yeah, I guess, you know, I, the, the way that it was communicated was basically, you know, like you either say yes to this new school or we're going to consolidate regardless. Um, and maybe that's, you know, where the, the community lost some trust. Um, it's definitely not being communicated that way anymore. Uh, I think the, the school district is, has taken a stance where, hey, we listen to the community and the community doesn't want um, one school. They want, they want two high schools. Um, so now they're, you know, they're pivoting and, and trying to figure that out. Um, I think that's why this this referendum um, is uh, in April, even though there was one in November, um, is that they realize that, you know, the community doesn't want two schools, uh, but we do need money. Uh, We do need money to operate. Um, We're on the end. We're on the tail end of a of another referendum ending. Um, So uh, it's just the the pre-gaming for uh, the future in the next, um, you know, six years. So, um, yeah, how yeah, how important I, I, how important yeah, is it that the the district right now because coming off a referendum where they're trying to build a new high school and we talked about this for just a second before the show yeah uh, a capital referendum right a buildings referendum we're going to and yep. now and now if somebody goes if somebody goes without preparation to go and vote and they're like wait a minute the school district wants another sixty million dollars so I feel like it is important especially now coming off a failed referendum question for capital. To, to distinguish yeah. the difference between capital and operating as we go forward, because the operating referendum seems like a very important thing that needs to pass. Does it need to pass this time around? No, but if it doesn't pass this time around, then then you may be right about community trust. Yeah, I mean, I you know, what most people don't understand is a capital referendum is, you know, when you're building a new school. Uh, an operational referendum is something that uh, you need to carry on for a few years, uh, you know, Wisconsin over the years has, you know, given less and less money to the school districts uh, throughout the state. So operational referendums are very, very important to school districts. Um, And most people kind of got that confused. So what I hope people don't, or what I hope people get is that this is not the same thing as what was voted on in November. That was a capital referendum that was building a brand new school. This is an operational referendum. This is so that we don't have to look at cuts uh, with programming, teachers, and all that stuff. Because, you know, the one big thing about an operational referendum is that we need to pay our teachers. We need to give teachers pay increases. Because um, without teachers, uh, we, we really don't have a strong district, right? Like, if we don't have the top-notch teachers um, and we get them by paying them, um, we're going to be hurting. So operational referendums are very, very important, especially in this climate uh, that we're in and we'll probably be in for a long time. 
Uh, six years, $60 million. That's the one that's on the ballot for anyone that's voting. You can start, you can go vote now. You got until what, April 4th, I believe, is when voting period ends. Um, how do you feel about this operating referendum? Do you. So, like, kind of like I just said, I, I'm definitely in favor of referendums. Um, I, you know, this referendum, the price tag is a little pricey. Um, I've been to all of the referendum meetings uh, that the district has put on um, and heard some really, really good, um, you know, questions about it. Like, why is it so high? And at the end of the day, I think it's high because we're just trying to play catch up um, in terms of, you know, inflation. Uh, you know, going through that pandemic, the cost of things are just very, very high. Inflation has, you know, it, it, it's jumped a lot higher than most people predicted it um, in the last few years. So um, it is high, but I definitely think in the direction that we're going, and if, and if we're trying to save schools and we're trying to not consolidate, that we do need this money um, to keep programs, uh, to keep schools open, um, and uh, I'm definitely in favor of it. So We're speaking with Tim Alberts. He's run, one of eight candidates running for lacrosse school board. He's got two kids, at two freshmen at Central High School. He's a Central grad himself. Uh, he works here in town, uh, born and raised here in lacrosse. When we come back, we'll talk. A, we'll keep talking. We'll keep talking about running for school board. Um, Tim, what can we give a – you got a little preview of what, what we should talk about next next segment? You got anything? Um, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, I think I think one yeah. of the things that you said to me before the show that was interesting is that you have been to all the school board meetings, which I commend you on. And we'll I want yeah. I want to talk about that because there was a school board meeting last night, and I started to watch it, and I was like, okay, I can't, I got I got other things to do, and I just left it on in the background, but it it wasn't it wasn't yeah. super exciting. So uh, we'll, uh, I want to talk about that for sure, but I mean, we'll get into some yeah, other things. Let's do it because I'll talk about some you know concerns and stuff with some some of the people because that road goes down too. So. All right, awesome. We'll be back with Tim Elberts. Sounds good. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line, or there's just the text line actually because I got Tim Alberts. He's a candidate for Lacrosse School Board on with me, and um, yeah, it's going to be. I'm not, I'm not taking calls. That's all. Um, but I did get it, Tim. I did get a couple of interesting texts. As uh, I'll just throw your yeah. bio out there again. He's a sales manager for a company here in Lacrosse. He's got two freshmen at Central High School, and his, him and his wife are both Central grads and uh, born and raised here in the in the city. And I said before you, I brought you on. I I don't know if it's a prerequisite to a have kids, b have kids in the district, or c have grown up here. Uh, but it does it can help. But if you don't know anything about finance or what the district is has to do with like shuffling money or managing money, uh, it, it doesn't matter how many kids you had in the district. You might not be very good for school board. So I guess, you know, how much of that you said you've been to? I don't know how many school board meetings in a row you've gone to. I commend you on all of the ones that you go and watch from. And you even said before the show, you told me that you've gone to a couple of the workshops as well. Um uh, how much of that do you just go? Oh wow, this is a this is a lot of finance talk. Maybe the school board, you know, the the, the role of the school board is a little bit more advanced than just uh, you know like well, pay the teachers and make you know recess longer, or make school lunches better, something something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot that a lot that goes into this that people don't know, and I, I would you know test uh, somebody at least to to go to one of these meetings and, and maybe one of the workshops because there's a lot of stuff that that's involved in this that people just aren't aware of. 
um, you know, the finance part of it. Um, I have, you know, I've, I have owned two of my own businesses. Uh, so I, you know, I am definitely aware of, uh, you know, checks and balances. Um, and it's on a different scale. Um, we really, the, you know, the community really doesn't see much of that. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that uh, somebody has to have a little bit of experience uh, in doing. So, Yeah, if not experience, at least the, you, you start to listen and pay attention and learn. And I think there's even, for new school board members, I think you, you kind of go through a, not a hazing, but they kind of they put you through a, a workshop themselves for rookie school board members. Um, a couple of texts I got. I got two good texts here. Um, and yep. this one always, it, it, this one has lingered on my mind and I, I haven't really discussed it a ton, but so we, we, we failed to pass a capital referendum to build a new high school and consolidate Logan and central into one high school and then make Logan and central middle school buildings. I think that gets lost in the shuffle that we were, it wasn't like we were going to blow up central and Logan. They were going to become middle schools. Kids would still go there. But if that would have passed, the question is, if we would have had the last one, we if that would have passed him, would they still have yep. made? Would we still have this operating budget referendum on the ballot today? Um, I mean, there's a possibility that they could have done that if they would have, you know, kind of figured out if they didn't have enough money. Um, I I think that I had heard that they would had would have still had a referendum. I don't necessarily know if it would have been um, in April. It might have been pushed off because. Um, the other thing about this current referendum, it actually doesn't end until the end of 2024. Um, and then 2025 would be the year that we would uh, would need to um, have a, a new referendum operating into. Yeah, this uh, this referendum it, it that planned, yeah. the referendum Go that's ahead. on the ballot right now is kind of like it's almost like an NFL salary where the the. The, the, where you got to stay under the cap, so we're, it's only going to be for a little bit of money the first year to kind of balance yep. things out, and then it kicks in when the the referendum that we're currently under, we're under a co- operating referendum, or the lacrosse school district is now, or voters of it are under yep. operating referendum right now. That ends next at the end of next year, right? Is that what yeah. you said? And then the new one will continue, but the, so there'll be two operating referendums happening at the same time if this one passes. That that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah and, it's just it's not for as much money. Yeah, it's about six million the first year. So yeah, um, it kind of just it adds up to that ten that they're talking about for every year. So right, and you you talked about transparency. I think maybe one of the things that, and I could be wrong. You went to all these meetings with with the, the consolidation plan. The the transparency of the school district. There wasn't a whole lot of talk about. Hey, we're going to pass this 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 building referendum to build a new high school. If it passes, we're also going to need an operating referendum next year or the year after. So voters get ready for that too. I don't know if that was a whole big part of the conversation. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't. Um, but you know, that's, that's in the past and we obviously have to address what we're addressing now with this, this current um, operational referendum that's uh, going to be voted on in a couple of weeks. So um We'll just forget about that old referendum. Right, yeah, we can put it to bed. The, the, we're not consolidating yeah. the high schools anymore. And we're what we are doing, though, is we're consolidating. We've consolidated one school, Lincoln Middle School. We voted on that. I don't. Do you do you agree or disagree with that? And do you do you have what's your inkling for going forward? Because we do have two more one hundred year old buildings, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a big component of not closing any schools i mean if we can if we can figure out uh financially and how to keep them open i think neighborhood schools are very very important to 
um, neighborhoods and, and the community. Um, and I, I think that we can do that. Like anything, you know, we wanted to build a new school for $2 million. Um, we can invest in our current schools, uh, get them updated the way they need to be so that we can have, you know, programming and, and new programming and um, a lot of the tech stuff that we need to integrate into our schools. We can do that, too. I mean, people live in houses that are 200 years old, and they've, they've over their history, have up, updated them also. So it's not something that we can't do. And I love history. Um, I think we learn from it. Uh, so to, to have kids in old old updated schools, uh, I think is great. All right. So if we're, if we're going to do that, because the district's always talked about having too many buildings, they want to consolidate. The, the flip yeah. side of that is the, the student population keeps going down. So that's why, that's why they keep saying we have too many buildings. Because, so how do, you, how do you battle that dilemma? I mean, it's, it's, trust me, I'm, I'm, I'd be crazy to say that uh, it's not obviously going to happen again. Um, but if we can stop it at all costs, uh, that would be one of my objectives. Is, you know, I, the first thing we need to do is, is, is probably close Hogan, right? Like, that's, that's the first building on the, on the chopping block, and that definitely doesn't uh, affect anybody uh, except for the, um, you know, the administration. But uh, there, I think there was plans to, to move them to Central. There, uh, I'm not sure. That's kind of a miss. Uh, the transparency on that, that question um, is something uh, in question, uh, if they've actually started that or not. But uh, we know that nothing – they're not consolidating to Central, so there is room there, and they've created room. So uh, Hogan is probably the first thing to, to do, um, and then we can just go from there. Okay, I think well, it's the the Hogan Administration Center, right? So nobody nobody yeah, has a nobody has a problem at all with getting rid of administration. We always hear that talk, right? There's too many administration. We can get rid of there. That's all the sa- the big salaries. No, and- yeah, I'm sorry. Just the, yeah, the building itself, the not building. the administration. Nobody needs to. <laughs> no, I get it. But 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 whether or not we get rid of administration, that's always the talk. And then hey, if we're gonna we can kick them out of their building, you guys can go sit in a you know, in a transformed classroom that's no longer used and put your, your cubicles in there, right? Like, we don't care about you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But, yeah, obviously there's, uh, there's room uh, in our high schools, obviously, be, uh, because of enrollments down. So we, we definitely have uh, room uh, in places for them. So um, that would be the first thing that, that, that I would propose. So. Um, this is something that I bring up on my show all the time. I'm, I live in Minnesota, so our, our government in Minnesota has passed free school lunches for all. It's, a, it's no longer a worry. School breakfast and lunch, actually. Um, I've, I've had multiple, multiple people on the show to talk about that. Uh, the last time I checked into this, the school lunch deficit in the La Crosse School District was $14,000. Uh, that was back in October, so I probably could ask again what the deficit would be. Um, it could, maybe it shrunk. I don't know if we, we had the beer big drink, drinking bicycle riders paying off the school debt might've gone down, but, um, I don't know. How do you feel about I think, yeah, I, feeding yeah, the I kids? They and, did just pay off a bunch of that and uh, kudos to, uh, to, to that organization and Mario, that, that is just fantastic that, that, that they can do that. So that's great. Yeah. I always make fun of it. It's, it's, it's a funny concept and it is also awesome. Um, but it also sucks that we have a school lunch deficit. How do you feel about just like the state t- taking this on or even the feds and just, you know, passing some kind of legislation where the families don't need to worry about that? Um, I would definitely uh, be in favor of that. Um, I think it's, it's something that's very important. Um, you know, ch- there's some children that don't, you know, they eat on Friday uh, and again on Monday. So 
uh, I think it's very important. And if there was avenues of uh, to get that paid for, I, I would be definitely in favor of it. All right. On the ballot, if anyone went and voted today, there's uh, the operating referendum, six years, $60 million. Tim, Tim said during the break, he kind of wanted to break this down a little bit. I've had conversations about where that money is going to. I'm, I'm pro pie chart. If there was a pie chart where this money was going, um, how do you feel about like the, I, I guess what the transparency aspect of where the $60 million or, or you say $10 million a year would be spent on this operating referendum? Yeah, I think, you know, being in some of these referendum meetings and some of the concerns uh, from from community people is that they're, you know, how, they ask the question of how do we know that the money is going to be spent uh, in the places that they're, you're telling us. Um, you know, 55% of it is supposed to be, um, uh, which is equivalent to $33 million over six years, is for uh, programs uh, and teachers and administration. Um, and 25% of it uh, is building maintenance. Uh, which is roughly $15 million. Um, and then the rest of it's 20%, um, you know, programs to support children. So, you know, I, at the very beginning of this, I, I said, you know, the role of the school board uh, is to be that liaison between the community uh, and the district. And I think it's, it's, it's our job, their job, the, the school board's job, to make sure that this money is being spent the way that the, the district is saying it's going to be spent. So, um, you know, back to building that trust back again and, and that transparency, this, this is a great way uh, for the community to do it. Uh, I think the community needs to back, back uh, this operational referendum. Um, even if they don't back this one, there's probably going to be another one um, in the next year just because we are kind of running out of time. Uh, and um, I think it's really important. How much attention do you pay right now with the budget talks between uh the legislature and the governor um that's the one thing about the referendum that's on the ballot right now is we don't know where the budget's going to end up so we're kind of guessing and i guess we kind of know we need this much money but like maybe the state comes through but we're kind of guessing the state isn't going to come through do you think this operating referendum is a year too early based on the fact that if we just waited a year the budget would be out and we would know a little bit more um i think you know that that's a very good question and if if it would be my choice and when to do it, I might have waited. Um, you know, it gives a little bit more time for the the district to really truly communicate uh, what what they need it for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, hopefully, the state comes back, and you know, we have the surplus of money. I hope the state finally, you know, gives gives the money to the right places, and school is the right place. Yeah, there is a there is a world here where the state doesn't come through and then, you know, oh, oh, good. We've passed the operating referendum. We don't have to worry about the budget. And then the state comes through with nothing new and we go, oh, crap, <laughs> we might have to go to an operating referendum again or something. I don't know this. I guess right. it gives the, the district some wiggle room by doing it now and, and trying to figure things out. And it's just more of a safeguard, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it'd be, you know, fiscally irresponsible if you if you thought you were going to get this money and then we didn't get it. So you just pretend it's not there. Uh, and hopefully we do get this extra money. Um, yeah. We're speaking with Tim Alberts. He's one of eight candidates running for school board. There's four open seats. So literally open, no incumbents are, are running. Um, three of the seats will have full three-year terms and the one seat will have a one-year term based on a, a resignation of one of the school board members. Um, when you talk to people, cause you, you said earlier in the show, you, 
you've talked to teachers. You've talked to uh, a bunch of people, parents. You talked to, I don't know, did you talk to students? Do you talk to administration? Who are you talking to? And then what are they saying to you? Like, what kind of feedback are you getting? Yeah, I mean, I've talked to everyone that you've named. Obviously, I have two freshmen that uh, are very opinionated. They're freshmen. So, uh, yeah, we talk about, you know, anything from curriculum. Uh, A lot of questions are being asked with that. Um, I think what gets lost is that, you know, this whole campaign and race is, you know, we that's all we talk about is buildings and we talk about money and lack of it. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, what we're trying to do as a district is, um, you know, trying to only improve our young people and, um, you know, make them better citizens, um, make them, you know, better people, more diverse people, you know, and we forget about that. Um, but that's truly what we're doing. And, and most of the talk, you know, when you're talking about, you know, to parents and teachers, that's all they want, too. You know, at the end of the day, yes, do they want maybe a new building or do they not want a new building? And do they want to stay in the, the old building? So, I mean, it's, it's very mixed in terms of what you get. But at the end of the day, we just want what's best for our kids. Um, do we do we um, focus too yeah. much on buildings? I mean, I feel like sometimes when I have these conversations, I'm like, man, we talked about buildings a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we do a lot. I mean, but that, but at the end of the day, we have to pay the bills, too. So I think that's why we're talking about it so much. And, and it's hard to get away from it. Um, but if we can start talking about, you know, the kids and programs and, and things like that and, and keeping that and enriching their, their lives, uh, will only be in, you know, better as a community and as a district. Well, and you're and you're watching the school board meetings that happen every other Monday, I believe they are, and at 6 p.m. One there was one last night. If you want to give us an update, Tim, because I couldn't quite keep p- paying attention. But um, you know, we ha- we had students coming to the public comment section of those b- before the meeting starts. The public comments, you know, public and comment, and we had students literally coming up there and saying, "Hey, there's mental health situation. I don't know if you want to call it a crisis, but." Um, the school needs to focus on students' mental health. And when, when students come out and participate in, in something like that, that's got to be a giant like red alert, like, hey, whoa, sc- students are, are, taking, are, are being activists here and telling you that they're, they're totally, they're literally telling you what's wrong. Um, what other things are, you have two freshmen, so what other things are, are your kids telling you? Yeah, so I um, lit, which is an organization, um, they had a kind of a, a one-on-one interview with uh, with all the candidates, and what I took away from that was a lot. I actually brought home some conversations for my my daughter um, about it. But what what kind of threw me was that a lot of their concern was is that their voices aren't being heard. So I think that is something that we truly have to look at a little bit more carefully. Um, is that there is there is you know, an overall sense that, you know, maybe kids are being overlooked and their true feelings aren't being heard. So um, I think it's important to listen to the kids. You know, kids are a lot smarter than I think we were as kids, uh, just with, you know, technology and the world around them. Um, so I think, you know, we just we just need to listen to them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. They might be too smart, Tim. I don't know. Uh, I agree. I <laughs> Even with my, um, my my campaign page, I had to have my kids help me 
I was that, that's where I was going to go. I was just going to go there because I you, you, obviously the, you have I don't know if you have a Twitter page as well, but if you want to check out Tim Albert's school board candidate, that's literally what it's called. So um, just no, there's no no uh, you know fluffy name there. But uh, you did have you do ha- kind of have like the part of your campaign is you have like six basic talking points, huh? Yeah, I mean it's kind of the things that I you know even even when I'm you know doing my job and dealing with the the people that I have to deal with, it's something that you know I'm trying to you know always build the communication between my you know my guys and us and the the business and the company that we work for. You know, so you know if. If this happens and, and the community selects me to be on this board, I mean, one of the biggest things is, you know, just working with communication and transparency between the community and the school board. As, as things I, you know, talked about earlier is, is getting more involved with the community, getting more involved um, with the students um, and, and teachers. Um, yeah. And you know what? I think that might be the hardest job is the getting getting. It's not you getting more involved with the community. It's maybe the community getting more involved with the, the school board or the school district, just, yeah and, and, and finding a fun way to do that, you know, as opposed to the, the, the kind of dull ways. I don't, I don't know how you make it fun, but you figure it out too. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, like I touched upon the biggest part of this, you know, when we're talking about money is that getting enough money for our teachers, our teachers are very important. Again, like I said, um, they are the heartbeat of our district. Um, without good teachers, we don't have you know good students, and, and we don't meet those state those state uh, curriculum goals. So um, we definitely need to do that. But we also need to you know be fiscally responsible. Also, I mean, so that that those are two hard things. People are like, how do you how are you gonna do both? Mm-hmm. Um, and like any family does, uh, we figure it out. You know, we figure out what we can spend and what we we can't spend, and what we can buy and what we can't buy. So um, I know it's not as simple as that, but if we just try to to balance uh, those things out, I think uh, we'll be in a good place. All right. Tim Alberts running yeah. for school board. He's one of eight candidates on the ballot. If you uh, early voting started today, so you might see his name and, and seven other people. Tim, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for reaching out. And this is, uh, this has probably been the, the, the best, best one so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Yeah, Tim. Right, Tim has been part of uh, a couple of forums. There's been a couple of forums in the community. Uh, League of Women Voters did one. I think Lit Lit did one, and Lit stands for um, Leaders Igniting Transformation. Um, so there's been a couple of forums. If you if you've seen that, the Lit one was earlier. The the League of Women's Voter one was two weeks ago. Um, anyway, I got to take a break. We'll wrap up and come back. All right, that's going to wrap it up for a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Thank you for thank you all for listening and the the couple of you who texted, those are good questions. I appreciate them. And uh yeah, we'll do well, we won't do it literally again tomorrow, but I'm I'm looking to try to have the rest of the school board candidates on um before obviously before April 4th, but the sooner the better cuz you're all obviously able to vote now. So, um all right, that's going to do it. I don't know who I'm having on tomorrow yet. I've got a couple of feelers out there, but we might just wing it, too. Got to do that every once in a while. 